Spring has been rough here at Sapbush Hollow. I've been feeling very sorry for myself. It helps to remember that <laughs> there's nothing special about my woes. You're listening to episode 11 of season 3 of The Hearth of Sapbush Hollow, all about this season's midlife crisis. <laughs> Saturdays 9 to 2 in our tiny hamlet of West Fulton, and I'm also the author of a few books, including Radical Homemakers, The Grass-Fed Gourmet, and my newest title, Redefining Rich from Ben Bella Books. How do I know which carousel will have my luggage? Sersha asks. Your flight number will be posted on it, I explain. And if you can't see it right away, you'll notice people in the crowd from your flight moving toward one. Let the herd carry you. There's only a few minutes before we say goodbye. She's trying to think of everything she hasn't yet asked me. I'm trying to think of everything I haven't yet told her. 2020 taught me one solid lesson. There is no loss without gain, no chaos without opportunity. I'm trying to focus on that as we push our way through the crowds at Newark International. This lesson is why Bob and I are putting her on a plane to Ireland. The avian flu hit a factory farm near the small hatchery we use in Pennsylvania. While the hatchery stayed free of the disease, they were not permitted to send us our chicks. There hasn't been a spring without chicks on the farm since 1992. On Monday, I told Sersha she needed to take advantage of the downtime and go seek some adventure before she starts college in the fall. On Tuesday, right after Bob got the news that he needs a biopsy and that he has a 50-50 chance of having cancer, we bought the ticket. And here we are on Sunday, speeding through the airport, and I'm repeating that mantra from 2020 over and over in my mind. There is no loss without gain, no chaos without opportunity. There is no loss without gain, no chaos without opportunity. I know this in my head, but my heart is so 
angry. My kid is leaving for a grand adventure. All through the airport, summer travelers are leaving for their grand adventures. In my mind, they're happy. They haven't a care in the world. But our spring has been slammed with one assault after the next. The shooting and having to cope with the gunmen living across the creek from our business. Tom's death, the sudden need to replace the cafe roof. No chickens. Now this damn cancer scare. And this cancer scare, of course, trumps it all. There's my fear of Bob's pain and suffering, of potentially losing this man I love, and then the fear of having to carry on a three-generation business in his absence. Added to that is the daily angst that I am simply incapable of knowing and performing all parts of running this farm and cafe on my own, which makes me sit bolt upright in bed at night, fearing who I'm going to lose first, mom dad or Bob and how I'm going to care for them, how I'm going to replace them in the business, how I'm going to keep it all together, how I'm going to keep giving these kids a good life, how I'm going to find the buoyant spirit that has let me take such deep pleasure in each day for the last several decades. And then there's this kid, pack on her back, Nervously trying to use a ticket kiosk, stammering as the attendant barks orders at her and shoes her on her way. We careen through a tour group headed for Paris and wind our way towards security. Sarah gets confused again. There's TSA pre-check and then elite security. Which one am I supposed to go through? We stand at the mezzanine level of the airport, spinning in circles, studying crowds, until I see the golden words at the bottom of a set of stairs. Economy security. (laughs) That's us, I laugh. If you get confused any step of the way, just look for the word economy. We bump our way toward the next river of people. We get to the security entrance and stop to review where she's keeping her travel vouchers. Then we have an argument about where she'll store her passport and boarding pass. Then the security attendant waves us out of the way in frustration. And I'm crying. I'm sending my baby girl out into the world on her first solo international adventure. All this midlife crisis angst is flying around in my brain, and the only thing I'm clear on is that I'm about to do this one thing that I really don't want to do. Let my kid go, then hope and pray for her safe return. I hug her, and then Bob hugs her, and Ula hugs her, and then she and I cling to each other again. Then I push her into the mad rush of travelers, and she's carried away on the current toward the metal detectors. And I can't watch over her, and I can't get her there safely. I can only let life take hold of her and trust that she's a smart kid. She'll figure out everything that I forgot to tell her. We turn away and head against the crowd toward the parking garage. And with each person I pass... I'm reminded of one simple thing. We all go through this. Each one of these travelers goes through suffering and loss. Each one has to find a way to pull it together and keep moving. These are the feelings I have on this day. They don't make me special. They make me a human, having a human experience like everyone else swarming around me. But... There will be days 
When I can be one of the travelers, leaving my worries in a closet at home, pushing my way through security until I get to the quiet of my flight gate. And for a few moments, a few hours, maybe a few days, the painful parts of life won't touch me. I travel to Ireland in my head. I imagine the places I could hike, the beer and fish and chips, the people I'd meet. And I remember that at some point in every journey, the moment comes when escaping the pain of home life seems absurd. Because I'll miss everything that's here. The woods, the sheep, the food, the pets, the cafe, and my customers and family members who make me miserable because I love and worry about them so much. And in that moment, I'll know that it's time to come home to this place where pain and love and joy and sorrow are all part of the crazy whole that is an ordinary, extraordinary life. Safe travel, Sersha. I love what you're doing, and I'm so excited for your adventures. Bring home lots of stories. I'll be waiting for you. Sapbush Cafe is open for the season every Saturday through December 24th from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m. Our online website, sapbushfarmstore.com, is stocked with our grass-fed and pastured meats, as well as wool bedding and yarn. You can also just drop by and visit our honor store any time of the day or night, located in the little red shed at the back of the cafe parking lot. Oh, and by the way, from June 1st through July 1st, we are celebrating dads, grads, brides, and grooms with a 20% off sale on all our wool bedding. That includes our organic wool pillows, our beautiful blankets, and organic wool comforters. Order online or stop by the store. Our farm-to-table retreat on Panther Creek and the Tenter site are already getting summer bookings. If you want to grab a slot to come hang out with us, you can link over to their Airbnb and Tenter listings from the Vacation Rental tab at sapbush.com. Also, I'm delighted to announce that Tibbetts House is now officially open and accepting reservations through Airbnb. It is located right across from the cafe, a three-bedroom house with a beautiful yard, views of our mountains, cozy fireplaces, and access to all our wonderful local food, hiking trails, and swimming holes. You can find it on Airbnb by searching for Tibbetts House of Sapbush Hollow Farm. If you want to follow us this year, please note we are no longer on social media. We are trying to make our lives more sane without it. Instead, you can find us over on the blog at sapbush.com and keep track of farm happenings, my musings, and the weekly Prefix Cafe special. There, you can also sign up for our digital weekly newsletter. If you enjoy the slower things in life, you can also join our snail mail list and get Ula's hand-drawn postcards with notices about special offers and our CSA program. You can even be entered into a drawing to win a free CSA pork share by emailing me at shannon at sapbush.com with your address. 
Even though we are not on social media, word is getting out about Redefining Rich, which was just awarded an Axiom Medal for Small Business and Entrepreneurship and was also awarded a Nautilus Book Award. If you want to practice some of the concepts in the book, be sure to head over to the blog at satbush.com where you can download the free Redefining Rich Workbook, which helps you work on your quality of life statement, identify true wealth and income streams, practice setting boundaries, and gives you exercises for helping your family and workday flow better. If you enjoyed this, please take a few minutes to leave a review. This helps other folks to find my work. And please share this podcast with friends and family. This really helps to get the ideas to spread. The Hearth of Sapwish Hollow podcast happens with the support of my patrons on Patreon. And this week, I'd like to send a shout out to my patrons, Pat Adams and Pamela Cooley. Thank you, folks. I could not do it without you. If you'd like to help support my work, you can do so for as little as $1 a month by hopping over to Patreon and looking up Shannon Hayes. This podcast was produced and edited by the sexiest man alive, my husband, Bob Hooper, and the great music that we're listening to comes to us from Emery. Thanks for listening and have a great week. Now the birds are singing about all the